Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big random question show. Good to have you with us from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, Southern California. And good to have a good champion with us, our friend Kevin on the Cape, back with us to talk about some random questions with you. Uh, those of you on YouTube are joining us about 40 seconds late. That's completely my fault. So you missed like half the intro, but you didn't miss the important part. We're here. The good stuff is starting, and um, it, it's it's just fun to, to do this again. I mean, I've been doing a lot of streaming um, between here and Twitch. It's been a lot of fun. We'll get into that. Kevin's been up to good things with the family and everything else. Uh, so let's not waste any time. It's time to... To get it resumed again on America's favorite moment. I was kind of hoping someone would be on here, but but <laughs> nobody's on the nobody's on the nobody's watching on the stream yet. But on America's favorite moment in sports talk podcasting. Yeah. Do the dance. It's time for random questions. Good stuff in the city with Kevin on the cake. There we go. That's, sorry about that, everybody. How's it going, Kev? It's been a while. How are, what's new with you? It's going great, Dave, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I, I am doing well, too. Um, we do find we do have some people on the stream with us, so if you have a question for us, write the word question followed by the question itself, write it into the YouTube chat, enter it in, and we should have some fun tonight. I think it's it's a good time. I, in all honesty, I don't, I, it's, been, it's been so long, I don't, I don't remember what you've been up to other than family i mean you have a you have a new baby girl in the family uh, how's that working true. out for you she's phenomenal she uh finally after about about i don't know 10 weeks decided that she liked her dad which was cool that's cool she didn't like me she didn't like me for the first 10 weeks which is a little rough for everybody but <laughs> she's turned it around and uh my, my wife went back to work full time three weeks ago, so it's been daddy daycare times two, which is by far the hardest job ever, uh, but yeah. it's also the greatest job ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's it. And I wanted to mention before we started, for those who like, you know, thinks the podcasting, especially Dave is like, like a marathon podcaster. I don't think he's missed a show in like 15 years. <laughs> um, I had I had my most feel like an athlete experience this morning and goes to show you out there you got to just power through you got a podcast you got to do it you got to suck it up so dave this morning this is this made me feel more like a an ex-baseball player or a baseball player than i had since i was 19 years old i got a i had my knee drained and a cortisone shot jammed right into my knee which we always hear about the uh quarterbacks or mm-hmm. pitchers or whoever mm-hmm. just trying to get in to play the game so that was me today wow just so everybody knows out there you know i am playing hurt but nothing like a little modern medicine like we've learned this year 
yeah. you know, can do wonderful things. Although I kind of feel like I'm going to puke, but that, that might not be the cortisone. <laughs> could be the cookies <laughs> after dinner, you know, I don't know. I can't believe it. You're growing, you're growing up for sure. Getting a knee drained. That's such an NBA type thing to do. Two, two full. I watched it. They got two full syringes of fluid wow. out of his knee. So like, he said that 60 cc's is like the maximum the knee can take before it just crumbles and yeah, explodes. Yeah. And this was like, I guess half of that. So it wasn't really. It wasn't like you know, Tom Petty right right before he died and had all mm-hmm. these things going on like yeah. you read about or. But, you know, it was struggling. I can't bend down and get back up as quick as I would like to. And yeah. I got a two-and-a-half-year-old that has to be tamed. Yeah. I'm so glad. it's an issue. So we'll, see what, so, we, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Go back in, like, three weeks. Yeah, what's it like? I mean, it seems like a basic injection. I know that they find, a, um, they find an opening between your kneecaps. So it doesn't seem like it'd be that painful, but... Does it feel weird feeling all no, that? No, this guy, this guy, it's first time I ever went to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he uh, he gave me these three options. <laughs> he gets the first, the first option is you take a bunch of uh, Motrin uh, for like three weeks and see what happens. And I was like, dude, did you not read my chart? Because I have severe heart disease right. and I've had open heart surgery and Motrin is not, we're not supposed to do that. To, it, it interacts with the stuff I'm taking. He's like, oh yeah, I think I read that. I was like, you are lying. <laughs> and option two is that we we drain it and shoot cortisone in. And option three is we do nothing. And I was like, I like option two because I'm not really a do nothing for when we can do something else. Like, yeah. I'm like, is this, is this hard? Do you can do you just like? And he's like, oh, I go go into the next room. I grab my stuff. I bring it in. and We do it. He's like, it might hurt a little bit. And I then again and again, I was like, dude, open heart surgery. You're not listening. Like. I can take a little needle to the knee. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And he start. then he starts laughing. He's like, great. I'll go get my, he was all excited. He figured he was probably just, I saw the first, the patients he had before him, a bunch of old ladies with like hip issues. And he got to whip out his syringe and, and show me all this in what my, he's like, and your, your uh, fluid should look like this. If it, if it, if it looks like this, it's, it means this. And it's not good. Cause you had Lyme disease. So blah, blah, blah. But whatever. He popped it, popped it in. Did like pinched for like two seconds, and uh, it was over. I walked out of there, drove home, piece of cake. Not too bad. So if we hear about these wimpy athletes, you know, <laughs> a lot they of in- take a night off or something. Come on. Well, you know, it's interesting. Andy made a point on the on the board today, the MikeFrancesa.com, and said that load management apparent to him it seems to be very overrated in light of what happened to Kawhi uh, the other day. He's got an ACL tear and he's going to be out for a long time, and so. In essence, now, look, I was arguing that I think it had more to do with the short amount, the short offseason. However, with respect to Kawhi specifically, I do think that his load management hasn't really been that effective. I actually agree with him in that, on that in that specific area. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of probably something that I think should is probably better if individualized. You know, everybody's body's different. Some people, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a workout person, but. I know people who work out more and they get better results or they work out less, but like higher weights get, you know, like mm-hmm. I guess like uh, more reps versus more. So everybody's different. So I would think that would go for the same as these athletes. I mean, we, we all watch Larry Bird, you know, play every single game and yep. he couldn't walk at the end of the season. He yeah. couldn't walk during halftime basically. But so who's to say, I mean, I mean Chris Russo or, old buddy would that would be his guy he would say Larry Bird played 81 games a year 79 games a year whatever the average was I'm sure 
but he, the man couldn't walk. Yeah. But he was in there every time. He was. So it's, it's what you're. No, and then I'm sure I don't know. I I don't I haven't been I haven't really been in the in the car around Russo's time, so I haven't I heard him a little bit. Like I think I texted you around the Bob Dylan birthday thing. I heard him, but I don't. I'm sure I'm sure we both can kind of choreograph his take on load management. I'm sure that's not a shocker. <laughs> no, no, I I think people have already cited his 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 uh, take. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure we both we all agree that he's gonna say the same thing. Like he feels. I'm like sure he went with you know. Yo, do you think Bob Cousy and George Mikan ever did load management? I'm sure he picked <laughs> they, out a few gems, I'm 100% too. sure he did that. I'm sure there was no Allen Iversons or yeah. Stefan Marbury, <laughs> no, who, who played every night, by the way. Oh, they yeah, did, Allen Absolutely. Iverson never took a night off. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was Bob Cousy and... Uh, Jerry West. Jerry West and yeah. Tommy uh, Heinsohn and all those guys, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the guys from 50, 60... No, 60 years ago now. Wow. It's a long time ago now. So, folks... Yeah. I, I want to remind you guys that you have a chance to ask us questions tonight here in this YouTube chat. And I see we have a bunch of people on our on our chat now, and that's great. So if you have a question for us, write the word question in chat, followed by the question itself, as we've been doing for years. And we'll, we'll answer them in order throughout the course of the program, however long it may be. Um, it really is fun just to catch up with you. And it sounds like, yeah, they, these are not just like regular injuries. Like it's you've been doing some much more serious stuff than that. But this is like run of the mill, getting old type yeah. injuries. Yeah, who knows? There's a cyst. There's a big pot, like a cyst behind the knee. This in the same knee. But he's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're not going to touch that now, because it'll just come back. So we'll see if we do this. And yeah. He was my kind of guy. He was more like, let's treat the, um, the cause, not the result. So like, he, the result of it would be just like removing this cyst and. Six months later, it comes back. So right. instead, he's he's doing this. I think he, he explained it to the treat the cause, which is like inflamed ligaments and joints and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's what's causing all this other stuff. So yeah. if we can do the cortisone and it can deflame, I guess, I'm going to use that, which I'm a master. I'm a, not a master. I'm a well-versed in inflammation. When you have, I mean, hard, the hard stuff, is that's all inflammation-based. So he's, you know, I understand what he's where he's going for. So. That was cool. That's um, cool. Everything else is pretty solid. Um, we've had summer, winter, and spring and fall all in like two weeks here. Wow. Uh, hot as hell. Cold. Now tonight it's like 40, 40 again. That's weird. 45. Um, yeah. But last week it was like 90 with 90% humid, you know, percent humidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally disgusting. But that is weird. We're here. Jacob DeGrom is being weird. <laughs> like amazing for three innings four innings every night no one throws perfect games just for like four innings and then leaves but that's cool he's like the ultimate uh, <laughs> starter I mean the, the opener he's the ultimate opener well yeah oh that's go through the lineup once about, yeah I didn't make I meant yeah I meant opener opener yeah yeah I was like sounds good if he's just good for four innings every night let's just do that it's fine <laughs> he must be nursing something though because this is not like yeah, three games a, in a row of that yeah and then as we all know then you like you nurse the elbow a little bit and the shoulder hurts and then you you nurse the knee and then the side you pull a muscle on your side it just these guys that throw these guys who throw so hard now if one thing is off and they adjust something else is going to happen it's just their bodies are just these little tightly wound mm-hmm. machines you know i'm sure like Syndergaard and all these guys and degrom then their body fat and all this kind of stuff it does not resemble Steve Carlton and and Tom Seaver and those guys who were all great. It just it's a different makeup. 
Yeah, yeah. That's just how it is now. That's just how you have to almost go in knowing that these guys are not going to start 35 games. They're not going to throw 300 innings. It's just right. not going to happen. So you just got to get a bunch of them. Yeah. They're stronger now, but there's also more risk involved. But that's just the nature of the beast. Like, people love to train. They love weight training. They love staying in shape. This is all good. I'm not saying that lifting weights is bad for, for sports, but it just gives you an idea, like, how much more you're dealing with. They throw harder. That's the biggest thing, I think, for me, is that because they throw so hard, there's much more risk of them getting hurt. And people just live with it, I guess. You know, there's Because, you know, when you throw hard, then you're more attractive to given teams and you, you have you're, you know you're more valuable that's the idea uh people do throw harder now than they did 35 years ago this is a fact like well, just, it's like the they've always thrown hard but only but they, i don't think but now everybody throws hard right 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 right, right, right you know like right. bob feller threw just as hard as Syndergaard, i'm sure but the the three number three starter and the bullpen on the indians back then did not throw mm. <laughs> bob feller yeah now you have like uh Jagram is like 96 97 and then castro comes in throwing 90 98 and yeah. it's like back when i remember playing we used to do um our coaches were always uh cognizant of like okay you got like kind of crafty lefty mm-hmm. and if he struggled you would bring in the hard, like a hard thrower you would try to do like opposite so the the lineup can kind of it kind of screws them up yeah um but you know whatever yeah i mean it's interesting that longevity isn't really factored in the uh, evaluation yeah. of the pitcher. I think that should be, but uh, people are kind of going for all the, you know, the the fancy stuff, you know, strikeout ability, and it's great. I mean, it's great that you can have a throw a ninety-two mile per hour, chain. Uh, what is it? Changeup or slider? I, I see from Degrom. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a sl- very yeah, impressive. Slider. And some of these guys are throwing 88, 89 mile an hour changeups. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's so unbelievable, crazy. right? No, it's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. It's a joy to watch him pitch when he is healthy. Um, he'd been pretty good in that area um, during a lot of the... Um, I think we have another mush in the making, by the way. But we <laughs> during, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But, no, but, but seriously, like, I normally think of a change of being, like, you know, like 85, 84, 84, and the slider being maybe, I don't know, like 86 or something like that. Yeah, but seeing it at like ninety-two, it's nuts. That that's just crazy. So, yeah, it, it's. What did you mush? All right, I'll show you. Hold on. So now we have. You the... did it or I did it? No, I did it. It's all me. Huh. It's all me. It's all me. This is so in the NHL. I um I had wait where is it? Okay, here it is. So what with the we have the mat with the magic of OBS we can now we can now show you the mushes in real time <laughs> as they happen. So this is what I did, if I can find it. Let's see if I can find it. Hold on there. So you don't see anything yet, but I, you will. There. So it says on the screen, will the Canadians score six goals in the entire series? They are currently up 2 nothing in the first period of the first game. So there you go. Ah. 2 nothing. Two goals already. So... It is what it is. I'm... I didn't even know they were still playing hockey. <laughs> well, they started the season later, and the, so this this the uh, the playoffs are going later than normal. So uh, this is the semifinal round, which is they can't do conference alignments because of the way they dis- they set up the divisions due to COVID and whatever else. Um, but 
uh, this is basically the final, the series before the Stanley Cup final. So, Montreal being up 2 nothing. I know is, what semifinals mean, Dave. No, no, but what I mean is that it's a straight-up semifinal. It's not just like a semifinal for the conference. It's like... Got it. Basic semifinal. Because they, they do that, you know, with the other, with, in normal years. Anyway... Yeah, that this is this is crazy. Like <laughs> being up two nothing already. So yeah, I, I mean, it's it's really interesting with pitchers being able to throw like they do. Um, it is fun to watch. It just you do hope. Um, you just hope that you know these guys can last longer. It's just got to be frustrating for teams being able, never knowing whether a pitcher can last an entire season. Um, makes you think. Yeah. You know. Like, are our teams going to eventually go to slower throwing guys with good spin rate just so that we know that they have a better chance of lasting the entire season? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, uh-huh. I'm sure there's, there's, you know, nerds in there working on this problem right now. So, and they're going to come up with something. And then some guy like uh, Tony La Russa will tell him to go back to his cubicle. And then there'll be a cool story written about how Tony La Russa gave a, somebody in the front office a wedgie because he wanted to do something about spin rate and he told him to spin on his finger and it'd be great. I'll make for good theater. The old guys and the new guys. <sighs> La Russa. Why is he still in baseball? That's just such <laughs> a disgrace. <laughs> I wasn't hearing stories. You, what would, all right, here's a good, here's what I'm going to start the questions for you. So he, uh, it was 10 years, I think, mm-hmm. where he retired and you know, I was in the Hall of Fame. Can you, make a case for any other manager like now not like you know john mcgraw or some horse shit that um that it would have that it actually that would it would have worked it would have been a good idea you would have been like oh that's a great that's a great move um do you mean someone last, who's like, 30 been years since you've been watched since you've been watching it like uh, well, someone who retired someone who retired and it was good maybe not a hall of famer but it was really good took 10 years off okay 10 years and then off. came back well i think if there's a guy that could do that it would be bruce bochi but he just retired so you'd have to wait another 10 years and right. maybe there would be a different answer at that point but i think he would be a guy that could probably do it if he took like 10 years like another eight years off and went back to baseball i actually think he'd be good because he's been able to adapt at times and he's just a good player and people love him so I don't know if that That's counts. Should it be someone who retired ten years ago? Is that the idea? Or, or somebody that you could use? Yeah, I guess you could use the the example now. Like you could have retired in 1990, and then you could say if uh, Davy Johnson came back in 2005 if, after the Orioles fired him yeah. in '93 or whatever. I'm not. I'm just guessing. I don't know this the dates. Yeah, I think he would be good because he was a player's manager and he he also is a smart maybe he's, i don't even know he's i don't he doesn't strike me as a smart guy no who would no. embrace actually would have embraced the sabermetrics and stuff no like, uh, i don't see that i see the opposite same with ozzy Gein, same with ozzy Gein is sort right. of like a, a he was a, a kind of an old school guy you would have to find someone who has like who had who was beginning to develop that sabermetrics yeah. or beginning to do the matchups and the shifts and stuff um yeah and I don't know who that would be. Like Bobby V is not that person either. Hmm. Um, but he's a little closer to that. He's a, he's kind of like Fox smart. Like he's wily. He's not. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I I I'm thinking of like people from ten years ago. So twenty, and it's not that long ago. It was like twenty eleven. 
or so. Yeah. Say someone who st- has been managing since then, like who would be good for that spot? I don't know. I really don't. I really don't have an answer to that. I think a lot of those guys are still managing. That's why it's it's a yeah tricky question. Right. So, um, well, and then then you think back to the '90s, like guys from the '90s who were good managers back then. I mean, Trader Jack might have been a good one because he was a players guy, but I'm not. Yeah. He's really old now. I'm I'm not even sure if he's alive at this point. But yeah, like didn't well, and this happened once, right? In '96 uh, or '7, didn't Jack McKean? He was he was out for a no, while. No, that, that's the guy I was talking about, Jack McKean. Yeah, he came back. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then I think I don't remember if he was out of baseball for a while or how long, but he came back and he managed the Reds, and he got them to a okay. nice season. And then he managed the Marlins a few years later, in two about two thousand two, two thousand three, and he took them to World Series. They won a World Series against the Yankees. Right. Yeah. So that's the best example I have, but it happened. Like you're thinking of a theoretical, so that's a tougher question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just looking, I was just I just looked up to see how old Lou Pinella Lou is. He wouldn't be a good candidate for this. <laughs> He's up there. He's seventy seven. Oh. oh wow! I I thought he'd be older actually, but. Yeah, that's an interesting call. But he 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 resigned too in 2010, so he'd be yeah. he's 10 years out. Oh, okay, so he's a guy that he qualifies for the question. He would qualify for the question. Would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would not want him managing a team. No, he he would be a joke. <laughs> that would be bad. So no, I'm not about it. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, he he did manage a lot of teams to great records. Like he had the Reds, obviously, World Series. He took the Mariners to 116 wins in 2001, something like that. You know, so he's he's had good success, but he just seems like a stubborn guy too. So I'm not really sure. I don't know if he would adapt to the sabermetrics era too well. It's really tough yeah, to, yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. just just randomly just clicked on that year, the 2010, and it's like, um, it, well, Ned Yost is he's no he's. Well, Oh, Kirk Gibson managed? That's right. Holy cow. Yeah, he did. Uh, he managed... I think he managed Arizona for a little bit. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. He's 64. I don't know what his story is. Well, he's well, he's got, like, Alzheimer's. He can't manage now. Oh. That would be well, very difficult. Proposition. Oh, well, there you, that would be very difficult. All right. Chuck, you have a there for a little bit. Yeah, but, well, I'm not... I'm up to date on the guys who crushed the <laughs> Matt's dreams. I should. I should... <laughs> Yeah. It's interesting, though. It really is an interesting question, though. I think... Um, I was thinking of Mike Hargrove because he yeah. loved... Maybe he'd be a good fit Grover. because... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't say he was a good manager. I'm just saying, like, because he was so big on, like, micromanaging games and so on, maybe, that's, maybe that deal would have worked for him in this era. That's a good one, Dave. Yeah. Let's see. He's probably 70. Let's yeah, see. he's seventy-one. Probably. Okay, seventy-one. And he, oh, he, he, oh, that I was. Why did you do that? I hate sometimes when I, I was like, wait a minute, that's wrong. That's his playing stats. For God's it... sakes, people! I don't need. <laughs> I, was, I was like, he retired. He did not retire in nineteen eighty-five. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. It's tough to figure. So he's two thousand and seven days, so he doesn't yeah. qualifies for this question. And he okay. is uh, seven tw- uh, 1173. So he's 500. Two pennants, 500, exact, almost exactly 500. It's interesting no one's hired him. That's interesting. Cleveland, Baltimore, Seattle. I mean, I get that. All American League. Right. 
I think that's the one. You got it. Yeah. Good job, man. Thank you. That's it. I mean, 500, that's in for having that long of a career. That's that's pretty much how it works out. Yeah, I think so. I think you're not going to be too far above or below it. So unless you're really bad, you're really bad, you know. So honestly, I think it's I mean, I'm not saying that you people should hire up today, but they could. And right. It would it would be an interesting it would be interesting. I don't think it necessarily is 100 guaranteed to fail. I don't think it's guaranteed to succeed either. It would be a very interesting. It would be a very. Well, interesting how about case. if they how they they just can Boone and they bring back Joe Torre ten years later? He's like eighty. No, no. He probably has a little bit of. Nah. Uh, Kukunis. Yeah. On, I don't know. He was a catcher. He was already he starting to lose it. Yeah, exactly. He was a catcher. Well, you so, got to see him in L.A. Yeah. That yeah, was, he was already starting to lose in L.A. and He wasn't great. Yeah. You know. Hargrove. I'm not going to look any further. You got it. That's a good one. All right. Great. All right. So here's a question in from Dave Medina. Oh, that's me. And because nobody's answering, asking a question, we have a great crowd tonight. Don't be shy. We'd love to hear your questions. Let us know. But meanwhile, I ask my own question: What is the best meal you've had? Or no, sorry. What is the best meal you've made in the last two weeks? Oh, uh, sometimes, most of the times, the best meals I've I make are I don't I don't eat, um, because I cook different meals for. Cody and my wife than I do for me because I don't eat mm-hmm. fish or any of that, you know. And uh, so the best meal, like as far as like the response I've gotten in the last two weeks was I did like a striped bass and broccoli rob with like some uh, just kind of like roasted potatoes, which wasn't too fancy, but um, the broccoli rob and the, and the striped bass, my wife went completely crazy for um, so as far as that, that was the most, that was the best response I've gotten in the last two weeks. That's, that would, that would qualify. That is by far the best meal I've made in the last two weeks. Mm, striped bass sounds awesome. Which the season just started here on the yeah. East coast. It was New York. I think eventually the season goes to Massachusetts. It's probably in July. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Super fresh. It's a t- terrific fish. You don't have to do much to it. It's, it's, it's a hardcore. It's like halibut, but a little, a little more accessible, I think. Yeah, but like everything, it's it's pricey, but it's it's terrific if you can get your hands on it. Look at this. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I've ever had it frozen. Um, you know, like for people in the Midwest or something who might be listening, I don't know if I've ever had it because it's one of those things that is a short season because the stocks were so depleted. Yeah. Um, but that would be something to look for, and it's different. There's different. Just so people know, there's like sea bass and black sea bass, like over by where Andy in Seattle is. There's a black sea bass. Is I think. Or is that black cod? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, the striped bass, local, seasonal New York, like Long Island, caught off like Montauk or the Cape, the next two months is going to be the best fish you've had all year. Mm. I want some photos. I mean, can I have some photos of that once if you ever have come upon them, either from yourself? Sure. Or Sometimes I take pictures of what we make, but I stopped doing that. Consider when I okay. um, when I, when I did my social media blackout. I, Taking pictures of food is just no longer useful. <laughs> it's pointless. You've done There's it a number of times. I think I miss what? you on the Twitter. It's it's really fun. Oh no, my the, the oh the blackout I've done. Oh, I've done the blackout a number of times. I did this, but I I started it in March when when mm-hmm. June was born, with like, and I did one at a time. And each time I did one, I felt better. And I felt less, whatever. So um, yeah. it's stick. It's been it's going on for a while. Who knows? All right. I may, but I also don't work, Dave. So I don't. 
I don't I don't have any need for like LinkedIn because I don't have any. I don't need I don't need I'm not networking anything. I mean, there's a chance. Think about it. She might go to not go to kindergarten for five years. So mm. there's a chance that I don't really need a full time like career for five years. I'll work in between when she goes to school, like yeah. part time, sure, whatever. But I'm not networking now, and I don't. Facebook was always, was always disgusting me. Instagram I sort of liked, but I was doing it for the the Gory Bypass podcast stuff, and I just I don't have the bandwidth to take that on again right now. So oh, okay. The it mental bandwidth. It, yeah, I got you. Yeah, time, um, doing things like that that don't bring in any sort of money. You know, it's difficult right now. And I understand. Um, my wife, you know, makes a really good salary, so putting the efforts into maximizing her uh, productivity during the day is is more important. So, doing the kids, and trust me, dude, I know they these we've we've listened to women and stuff rail about this all 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 our lives but like staying at home with the kids i mean you can't even put a, a, a an hourly rate on that of all the stuff that you do like this is true driver cook psychiatrist um and, and anything you do if you break it down even by the you know if you break down the 10 hour 12 hours from eight in the morning to eight at night when they finally go to sleep those 12 hours i mean i would be getting more per hour than i've ever gotten in my life easily for nice. all the things you do for all the things that's done you know you're like a you basically managing the three people in this house yeah okay it's like it's a lot of work this this one the little baby has gone like she she has to go first like okay she needs to be changed or else she's gonna scream like the boy now i got to the point where if he's outside playing he can literally just drop his pants and piss on the tree he's awesome and he'll just like go back i'm like just don't pee in your sandbox and you're good <laughs> and then i and then i go into my wife and i go you have i keep her her like her uh her zoom calls like when she has to have like quiet you know yeah on the on a board and i'm like you have a 12 to 12 30 and a 130 to 230 so i want you outside at 12 45 to have lunch like because you need to eat you know you're a nursing mother you good need to husband have, this good is husband. your four this is your 45 minutes mm-hmm. so choosing all my skills but just with these three right nut, nut jobs that's really cool kev and uh now we have our first question it's from andy Andy asks, if you shucked oysters again, do you think it would be like riding a bicycle? Well, Andy, I was, I'm always, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a terrible person on a bike. I mean, I know the, the saying goes, <laughs> but I used to think, say that and I used to like get on a bike. It's probably because I used to go a hundred miles. I go from zero to a hundred. I'm like, I've never ridden a bike. I haven't ridden a bike in seven years. Let's go mountain biking. And I like go down a hill and fall over the handlebars. But I know what you're saying, and I would it would be um, it would be I would actually probably be better at it now because my I, and I have done it and since I've left Max um, for parties or for family gatherings, especially Christmas, everybody wants seafood and it it's I'm actually better at it because it's not a, a job and my uh, health is better, so I don't drink anymore. You know, I don't stay out till two in the morning and then go back to work at six. So like your arms and your elbows are better you know there's no lingering pain and stuff so the prospect of shucking like 100 oysters like i would do for some of these catering things i would have to put my arm and my elbow and the the ice um like wrap it up almost like you know you just threw you know 100 pitches in seven innings uh, because i wasn't taking care of myself in the other way so it would be like riding a bicycle and i would love it and i still 
like making the all the little toppings for them or if people like them cooked you know making oysters rockefeller i truly do love not just like cooking and hosting for people but doing it doing like a, a the seafood part of any kind of menu the other stuff the meat um like the beef and the chicken it, it doesn't it's not exciting because it's, it's sort of easy it's sort of kind of simple uh, at least to me like it's just kind of it's like okay you have short ribs everyone loves short ribs. i mean again you're just gonna be a huge hit big deal you know like it's not that creative um yeah, or pulled pork you know in slow cooker it's delicious it's freaking amazing it's the thing i probably miss the most mm-hmm. but you just i make the barbecue sauce i put some in and the onions on the bottom and sit it for like eight hours and it's amazing yep but seafood to me is different it's special so it's probably because of the history out there but um hopefully maybe one day i can finally get to the pacific northwest and then andy and i i i, I will if i ever get there um i'll make sure andy knows this one but if i ever do get there i will I will uh, pause the veganism and I will do oysters with him. For sure. I will just, it'll be like I'm only a vegan in wherever my hometown is. Like like some guys will say, like, oh, when I go on the road, I can cheat on my wife and it doesn't count. Well, I'll do like shellfish on the road and it won't count. Kev, it's not as egregious when you get off of veganism for fish, though. So it's a, it's it's not too bad. I think it would it's be not, and especially when if you do things like you're out visiting Andy and Saddle, and you're doing salmon, and you're doing oysters from either it's Northern California, like yeah. Morro Bay, or or from where he is. It, when it's when it's local, and you're not really because the other part about vegan is not just the food or your it's it's the impact on the environment. There's there and there's you can't really i don't know if anyone's ever tried but i'd call bullshit immediately if they were if they started to throw out like animal cruelty on an oyster it's just it's just not scientifically right uh there's just i mean a fish if you want to say a fish feels pain when you're ripping the thing out fine i'm not gonna argue that but shellfish you're not really causing any pain they have no central nervous system and um uh and but the the environmental part is also something i i it concerns me almost as much as my health, if not more. Good, the health of everyone else and the health of the planet. Mm-hmm. So, um, local fish, you know, that's the way to do it, man. Not don't not these giant. No offense to the people on those TV shows, but not these big giant boats that are offshore for like two months. And those are corporations. They're owned by corporations, whether people want to hear that or not. Um, it's like it's a version of you know Coca Cola in the in the sea. The, these million multi-million dollar boats that our buddies do not have they don't have access to they never will so buying local fish you you miss out you're in uh arizona you're not going to get the striped bass from maryland in 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 may but whatever you've got stuff off from california and that counts if you're in arizona don't colorado getting fish from california counts to me you can't you're not going to go fish in the platte river in denver and get anything good um, and Arizona has like I mean there's droughts everywhere where you guys right. are so that counts okay so that's acceptable that's cool so regional is, is fine yeah oh my god yeah yeah Andy has some great tips for you when you make this trip up to Seattle he's saying Wallerson Carpenter for the oysters and Hamachi Kama ooh yeah yeah um that sounds awesome. I for some reason um, 
That sounds familiar. Is, is, is there a bunch of the Wallace and the Carpenters, or there, is it just the one, like, go-to spot over there? Andy, feel free to field that. We'll, we'll take your response in um, a moment. But regardless, yeah, it's... I have heard of it, but maybe it's just from people saying, like, if you ever go there, this is the spot. Um, uh, um, I'm assuming he's probably, like, he's got his own favorites because of Washington State, man. And it's a shame I haven't been there because they have some great shellfish. Mm-hmm. As good, Probably as good. You could do a whole uh, contest, East Coast, West Coast. Um, but they would, I would, I mean, just from what I hear, um, and I've had a few at places, oyster bars, especially that year we saw you. Um, so traveling around, we did an oyster bar in Chicago, and they had a whole, like, East West, East Coast. We had some, like, Hama Hama, I think, from Washington State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. was one of the best. Best we was at GT's Oyster Bar or something it was called in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was one of the better meals we've I had. Like in the, I've had in the last five yeah. years. Um, so yeah. Okay. Andy says that uh, he knows what comma is. I'm I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. And he adds, it's just the one. It's just the one. As far as Walrus and Carpenter, I, I think there's just one location. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty good. Now Andy talks talks about restaurants. He's definitely not just going with what's trending what other people are doing like he's he's definitely tested it out and he's had a good feel for it um and one place he loves a lot is joe's crap no it's called joe's crab shack no no not joe's crab shack yeah. it's stupid it's not joe's I mean, that, crab that, shack. that's a place I, it is a place but that's not the one i was he was thinking of but there's a steakhouse and crab place i think it's called joe's and they are out of miami and then there's another one in las vegas and he was highly recommending that place, and that's the place I want to check out. Some Joe's Stone Crab, are you talking about? Yeah, I think that's the one. Joe's Stone Crab. Yeah. yeah. Not Joe's Crab. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I mean, it's close, Dave. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's a – I mean, I've, I've the, the, the one in Florida um, I've been to a long time ago. Oh, really? So really? When I, when I was cool. a kid. Yep. Um, it's been around a while, back, so like, yeah. Yeah, I would do like the – fly to Fort Lauderdale or Miami and then go down in the Keys. So I would always do something a couple nights and down yeah. there in South Beach or wherever. And I've hit that at least once. Um, and I actually walked past it last February when we were down in, in Miami before okay. everything shut down. Uh, it was the morning, so it was closed, but it was like, um, you could still smell everything. Like there, the, the people had just gotten there like to start the day and were like hosing off tables and, and getting stuff ready for the day. I was just like, I was like, oh, this is that's like that would that was what used to be like my world, you know. That's right. It's like, all right, yeah. just getting geared up for another, you know, for down for them. I mean, that that place is a, is a beast. I would say it's probably. Um, I don't know this obviously, um, but maybe the top twenty in the country as far as you know sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is every night, wall to wall. It's probably doing. Ten million dollars a night. I don't know. In the restaurant world, I would I could see the vol and the volume they do, the turnover. If someone ever wrote an article, I'll look it up maybe later tonight or tomorrow. The most profitable restaurants in the country. I bet you it's in the top twenty. Wow, that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Andy says, Dave, it's Joe's Prime in Vegas and Joe's Stone Crab in Miami. They're the same restaurant group. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I do remember nice. that they were owned by the same company, so that's cool. Yeah, I like how Andy knows so much stuff. He really does, like that, which is not the like 
the MO of people we grew up with that were stoners. <laughs> he's so smart or like knowledgeable, I guess. Maybe not smart. I have no idea yeah. if he's like book smart, but he's so well-rounded. I would say he's I, both. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely up on a lot of a lot of things. Liter- I mean, he's read books and sh- and he's watched a lot of yeah. classic shows. Yeah. Now, now the new the new the new junkie in me would say like, I just wait till he has kids, so that'll be out the window. He'll be able to mess. <laughs> but right now, he's got it on. Yeah, he's got it going. And he's got a great show idea. He says you could have a show on Mount uh, Northwest Seafood versus East Coast Seafood. That's a heck of a show. Well, yeah, Dave, if 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 my dreams ever come true and I ever you know, ever ever move to California, which is I've stated on this show and I've stated to people, I feel like that's an inevitable show yeah. for us. Um, like whether it's we could even film it or whatever. Yeah. But and not like some cheesy um, man versus food or whatever that dumb show was, where there uh, the guy was just like a walking diabetes commercial. <laughs> um, he was going for like it. a real one with like articulate, you know comparisons and not like a foodie thing but just like your buddy's in town like yep. your perfect example andy comes to visit us and he's like you know kevin got uh over he overnighted some oysters from the east coast that he knows that are amazing and we're gonna go out and to a food truck place and we're gonna sit down and open you know and then have i don't know i'm sure this show has been done before but we're funnier than most people yeah i mean we, got- we have a little bit of a background we're not like uh we're not the first people that people would choose to be on a TV show. Of course, <laughs> we don't have that sort of yeah. look. But that uh, would be—that's a good idea. East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Um, people do it. I mean, you—they don't do like TV shows really about it. But yeah. I've seen it in bars. You know, it's like you get three oysters from the east, three three from the west, and you can make a little notes about them and stuff, kind of like wine or whatever. Oh, I, I'm always good for that. I'm always good for for breaking it down like we do with sports. So I had I had a. Uh, it's probably somewhere in my one of my notebooks, but I had like a whole full-fledged business plan of an oyster bar yeah. back in my Cape days where I was like, this is going to open it up. And mm-hmm. we had the name and I had different specials and I had different menu stuff we were going to do and you know, like kind of like the locations we would need and where we could go. And, you know, then I had a massive heart attack and oh, those yeah. kind of ideas went out the window. So you were go- yeah, I mean, I remember as we were talking about before, you know, you 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 change your entire life, and when that something like that happens, um, but he oh, Andy has more on the on the oysters and o- oyster scenario. He says West Coast oysters versus East Coast oysters, Dungeness crab versus lobster, and then here's here's his, here's his kicker: New England fried clams. No sub for that in the West Coast. Yeah, and that's that's true. And the other thing is because he went. To, didn't Andy go to college in Boston, or like his dad's from Boston, or something? Yeah, he went to. I believe he went to UMass. Yeah. Yeah. So he has he 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 has both. He doesn't sound like he's talking out of his ass. Like if I start mm-hmm. talking about Seattle oysters, it's really just stuff I've read or heard. You know, he has he has that both yeah. both sides. He's sort of like <laughs> he's like the perfect uh, person to add to us because I have the East Coast, you have the West Coast, and he has both. Yeah. That's true. He's lived in, he's in a good spot. It's funny that, have, you know, I think I might have asked you this before, but, you know, would you consider the PNW, the Pacific Northwest, as an alternative if the California, if the if, if looking for housing out here doesn't work out? Because I really think that it's probably a more, you're probably going to have better peace of mind living up there. Yeah, that's, well, my wife does always talk about that that's the one spot that she really liked 
you know, as much as, as other, it, it, it would depend more or less on, on work, I guess. Really. Okay. Um, that's true. I'm trying to pursue some different angles, but then like I keep saying, she's the one who's right now running the show as far as that goes. And she's getting her MBA. So if she got some offer from some company for like a VP role in, in Seattle, I would be right there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even hesitate. That would be really good. That would be really good. I mean, and then you can be in, t- in tune with seafood once again, as you are now. Yeah, I mean, she just wants a you know kind of like a a good kind of company. You know, she's she has this, that's that's where she's not you know she's not going to go work for Philip Morris or Coca Cola or something. Mm-hmm. She she's more of that like you know the company she's now is awesome. She's more in that like Patagonia model or yeah. uh, these companies who are doing good the entire time. So. Who knows? Well, and most of those companies are on the West Coast. Yeah. They're in California and Seattle and Oregon uh, for the most part. Mm. The East Coast is just, you know, turn out there. I'm sure there's good ones, but there's smaller good ones. I mean, you guys have some really large and especially food down where you are in San Diego, Southern California. Yeah. All these startups that are uh, doing amazing things in food. A 100%. I mean, and beer too. Beer too is just unbelievable out West. Like, yeah, San Diego alone has just got just one of the best beer scenes anywhere. It's really good. I mean, it leans in a certain direction, but it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's a sh- it's a real it's a real damn shame. I can't do that stuff anymore. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's all right. I'm, a bum- I'm bummed out, but I'm glad you're all right. Um, you're looking very, very, very healthy though, for what it is worth. So I'm really trying. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm not gonna ask you the other question. I don't remember, but um, I had one that someone asked me to to do on our show, um, okay, by email. Who I, um, it's like a friend of mine who he never he never comes to the live ones, but he he usually watches it on the YouTube. Okay, but he's he he's like you probably already have done this, and I was like it sounds like a question we've done already, but I don't know, so I'll ask Dave because he'll remember. Have you have we ever done what is the best, or the best and your favorite? I guess our two answers sports film. Have we ever done that? Um, we've covered it. I'm not sure if we've covered it as a question, but I think we've talked about our favorite sports films. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't remember if we've done that. So if, we, if we haven't, I mean, sports film is interesting. I I don't I don't have anything right off the top. Like I'm thinking, you thinking like just by default you think oh it's a baseball one. And maybe it is. I mean, The Natural was really good. You know. Um. What's coming to your mind? Do you have anything that, that comes to your mind? Well, because I, I always, especially when we do music things too, it's like I kind of make the distinction between favorite and best. Yeah. You know, like best you can get into like the writing and the yeah. acting and like the fact that isn't, doesn't the natural like they're the away team or something in that game <laughs> and he hits a home run and the yeah. game's over and you're like, wait a minute, that's like the number one rule of baseball. Right, that you team, can't. The team gets to hit. It's a good call, good call. And... And in the book, you know, he, he strikes out. So it's like a whole, you can get, you can nitpick and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, I got one. Rocky, yeah. obviously. Won the best picture. I mean, a, I, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty solid um, sports movie. Mm-hmm. And you don't, that's the, I mean, the the David and Goliath. I mean, this, that's the yeah. theme that's been done a hundred times. I feel like my pick would be is similar to that and like the theme it was Hoosiers was always my favorite oh yeah sports movie yeah except for that like 
10 minutes of like Gene Hackman and Barbara Hershey, which just keeps it from being great. Cause it was like, why do I, they take this walk down the thing and it's the worst makeout scene I think in the in movie history. <laughs> I don't it's, think it's gross. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like imagining your weird uncle, like forcing himself on your, the kind of cute, you know, English teacher that you had in high school. Mm-hmm it's 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 so odd it, it actually just thinking about it now makes makes me a little feel a little weird i would have rather uh dennis hopper and gene hackman made out that would have been better <laughs> like yeah they got a little too drunk and i heard a great story about um about that where there's a this there's a scene yeah i mean the scene when dennis hopper is, is on the bench you know he hasn't screwed up yet he's he hasn't gotten coming drunk yet and so they're filming the the basketball. So they're then these guys are not, but they're supposed to be talking, you know, like they're going through game plan, but they're really just shooting the shit. And Dennis Hopper said that one of the things Hackman told him during that during that just banter that wasn't would never is never was never mic'd or filmed or anything because the guy they're just playing the action scenes was Hackman said to looked him and said we are never going to work again. This movie is going to be a bomb. Like. That no one is going to hire us. This movie's going to be terrible. Um, I don't know why we signed on for this, uh, and it's going to destroy our careers. <laughs> and it's literally like he literally said, and they caught it on video. Seriously? No, 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 no. This is Dennis Hopper telling the story. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, someone had really I, one of the writers, I think, or um, he like waited for I think a certain amount of time to pass before he told the story. But he said that Dennis Hopper told him like. And then he started getting like nervous and he's like, oh shit, you know, like I, I was a pretty big star. Is this really, movie really going to be that bad? And then they saw the final cut and they were like, this movie is great, man. What are you talking about? I guess sports movies, you know, there was a, a stigma that sports movies didn't, weren't, weren't that great, you know? Uh, but so that's probably my favorite sports movie. Um, as far as the best sports movie, I will actually major league is such a good movie. Oh, that's a great movie. I mean, I didn't think it would be considered a serious movie, but I loved it. Yeah, it's such a good movie, and because yeah. the, the story's good, and the yeah, um, and uh, I just I every, like uh, Major League is one of these things where like quotes from Major League come into my head at random moments in my life, and it happens all the time. Like every couple of months, like just the other day, and I and I have a friend of mine who I text these these things to, and he, he just starts cracking up. But like like two weeks ago. I just couldn't. I'm walking around going, "All right, Harris, let's not start a holy war here." I just couldn't get it out of my head, and I can see the scene of the old, you know, the you know, uh, Serrano and Tom Berenger and and the locker room scenes. In that movie were so good. Yeah, yeah, so good. They had the um, they had the. Hold on here. Oh, I didn't know you were stuck on your shot. I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember they were trying to do that little game where they had the the some lady, and then um, they they basically undress her one piece at a time if they win. Oh yeah, a game. that's the, the the woman who became the owner. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I thought it was. I was gonna say Lou, the owner, but I wasn't sure. I think that, yeah, she's the owner. Lou Brown, the manager, is like yeah. every time we win, we peel a section. Yeah, yeah. And she's not even that hot, but whatever. No, it was just, it, <laughs> that's it was what I was thinking funny. too. I'm like. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> she was the 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 mu- uh, uh, oh, excuse me, Jesus, the wife 
I'm 99% sure that this is true. She was the wife and the aunt, apparently, um, of that of the boss, Michael J. Fox in Secret to Success. Do you remember that movie? I love that movie. I don't know why. Oh, no way. I I, that. I, I, and she was the one. She takes him up to mm-hmm. the country house. He drives her up. He's like a mailroom guy. Yeah. And she sleeps with him. And then she finds out that she's married to his uncle, who's the, also his boss. Oh. That's the same one as the owner. It's the same, and it's like she played that same role in like three or four times. Yeah, this kind of bitchy. I guess you just got that look. Yeah, it was like I goes. You were just saying the bitchy look. Yeah, that, that's yeah. probably why. That's probably why you even have the hair for it. Like it's it's totally. And you, Bob Euchre is in that movie. Bob Euchre, I mean, man. Bob Euchre, just that, a bit and outside. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like. Think about it now, like Joe Buck trying to be in, like. I'm sure oh, that would not be fun. He probably fancies <laughs> himself as as the equivalent, but it's like you're not funny. <laughs> Bob Uecker is naturally funny. Bob Uecker is like Bill Murray. Yeah, they just they don't know how to not be funny. Yeah, that's great. That's a great call. Um, you know, he has that whole Ronnie Dangerfield thing going, where he's just got a lot of one-liners, de- yeah. self-deprecating. I mean, the, himself. the funniest, like Yogi Berra was a goofball. Bob Uecker is like legitimately could probably have been a stand-up comedian. Yeah, like they were. I remember they said, you know, hey, you know, you caught Hoyt Wilhelm a couple of times. How did you catch the knuckleball? Like, how did you? What did you do? What was your approach? And without missing a beat, he's like, I wait for it to stop rolling and I pick it up. Ah. Like, because he's playing, he's playing off the fact that he was a terrible catcher. Yeah, exactly. He like, couldn't catch the ball. It, it, it's so funny. Like, just <laughs> that stuff. It's, and the stuff is, and he's fast. Like, he, he's, he's, he's so good. He really is. Have you ever seen some old footage of, no, name some old, um, yeah, if you ever see on YouTube, like, the spots he used to do on John, with Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. Oh, wow. He made him laugh so hard, and it's hard to I've been imagine. doing some Johnny Carson dives. Yeah. He's, yeah. Charles Grodin, mostly. Charles Grodin? I'll check that out, the, too. The, the, the Charles Grodin, Johnny Carson stuff, Dave, is classic. Yeah. Charles Grodin is such a weird guy. I believe it. And he would not stick to any of, like, the talking points. Um, he, <laughs> was it, I think it was this whole, it was this whole MO, you know, like, that was his thing, but like he, the last one I, I watched, and he's like, he looked at Carson. He's like, do you, because Carson's asking him those pat questions, like, you wrote a book, uh, and it says here, you're blah, blah, blah. And Groen's looking, and it's like, do you even care about the people you interview? Oh, wow. Straight face. Wow. And Carson's like, well, not currently. Ah. Like, because Carson was just as quick, man. Carson was yeah. brilliant. And uh, then they would go back, and it's like, some people say that you're really hard on me, and these are like, my friends say the same thing. And then they, there's a lot of, uh, he says, the last time, I was promoting my book on the show, and you made a really mean comment, Johnny, and I would like to take that back. And he's like, what did I say? Uh, and he said, you said, you know, 1895 is too much for my life story because the book was selling for 1895, and he's like, no way. I would pay 19 bucks to hear your life story, maybe <laughs> if you were Mother Teresa or something. But, uh, yeah, again, as usual, we've strayed off the question. But... Um, I'm so, so yeah, glad. That's, that's I, good. I love this tangent, though. This is a great tangent. I need to watch these clips now because there's some gold on those Johnny old Johnny Carson highlights. Yeah, I mean, they, to me though, those shows could be they were they were, the they were either amazing or they were terrible. Right. Talk shows. Good Not point. Johnny Carson, just in terrible, just in general. Though, I don't like. I love David Letterman. I love Arsenio Hall. I watched every single Arsenio Hall show, um, and Letterman, I would go in and out depending on who his get but with Leno and, and Letterman I sort of went I watched Letterman's monologue usually and then whoever had the better guest that I was more interested in that's who I would stick with mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall I love that whole that whole thing he had going um Carson I caught on late a few of my friends in college were Carson lunatics so we did watch some of those 
But the guy in like college, Fallon, he would have been old by then. That would have been like the last couple of years. Yeah, I think they had like VHS. It was like the best of Johnny Carson. Oh, the tapes. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was Got like it. it was like, these girls who lived downstairs. I swear to God, you hear them laughing at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And it's these like college girls watching Johnny Carson, which was kind of hot. Um, <laughs> but like Fallon, I think is I don't like Jimmy Fallon. I don't like Conan O'Brien. We've already talked about. It. We've done all that stuff. Yeah. So. Um, I think that they're so yeah. Yeah, well, it's a, a good tangent. I guess. I've said this before. I dig. I I completely buy your opinion as far as Jimmy Fallon because a lot of people think he's not funny at all. I don't dislike him. Um, we just agree to disagree on Conan. I I just think he's just so wacky and so. But perhaps he's kind of been overrated in recent years, so it's not always there. But there was a point from like the '90s up to like the early like from like the mid 2000s where I felt like. He was going to make me laugh every single night. So it might be a yeah. generational thing. I mean, I wouldn't even say generational yeah, thing. We're about the same age. I can't even say that. But Well, you're uh, – it's. I, well, I, I, see, I don't think we can – well, at least I can't say that because you were, the, you were born the same year my wife was. Mm-hmm. And I, we always – her and I do – we talk about it all the time. We are not from the same generation. So if we just go by years, you, I can't – You, I, we, don't, we don't make the cutoff. Um, right. It's, it's a, it is it – is, yeah, you're right. Like the brackets, we are in different brackets, but we're still close. Like it's not that the many brackets. Years. Like yeah, but and well, well, with with you too, like the food and the sports, we have we almost have more. We almost have more in common you and me than than her because she didn't watch. Like and you at least maybe didn't watch some of the shows I watch, but you know about them and can talk yeah. about them. Yeah, like you know the characters. If we like made like a nine hundred two one zero reference or right one of those things, she would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, I do. I do references and analogies and meta, like metaphors and stuff all the time. She's like, D- "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I'm like, "How have you not? How do you not know that that's from not that you know that's from Butch and Sundance, which is not my generation either." So I'm all over the place. Yeah, well, I'm a bit of an old soul in some regards too. Like there are there are references I make that were not of my actual generation either. But but between us, we tend to have more common ground, I think, than than people might think. But but yeah, I mean, either way, I, I think there's interest. It's inter- it's an interesting comment. I do think that a lot of the majority of people do feel like Conan's not really that great. Um, if he was, he'd be interesting in the Tonight Show. I guess that's the the summary that people would make. Right, right. He'd still be there. Like he wouldn't have been there for only seven months. He'd have been there for a lot longer. Um, so there might be something to it because it, it's kind of one of those deals where it's like it's not for everybody. And so if you're gonna be in the Tonight Show, you gotta be a guy that I think a lot of people can appreciate as a host if not as a comedian so it's tricky um let's get some questions in this is from john in georgia nice now this is an interesting question and i'm going to probably answer the first two and i think it's going to be kevin for the second two but his question is are there any media movies tv tv shows or books that are coming out that you're looking forward to. So you can do TV shows and books. I can do movies and TV because I have no feel for books. So what do you think? Um, well, movies, I outside of our uh, teaser alert, watching The Godfather, which is not a new movie. No. <laughs> but it was new to us, as they would say. It's kind of like a new movie. Back, yeah. Um, because from what I, what I understand and what I see... It's pretty much like Pixar and Marvel, and if you know, <laughs> those are the kinds of movies, and I don't know, it's just not working for me. Or it's some 
weird independent movie. I we we there's a few restaurants mm-hmm. down in the center of our town. Yeah. And they have and they're behind the restaurants are as a movie theater. It's like a fourth four screen theater. So in in the hallway leading to you know picking up your takeout is like the the big posters of the movies. So like then that's where I see like the new movies. I'll wait I'll be waiting to pick up my food and I'm looking and like reading reading just the picture and who the actors are and like the one top, you know the one log line on the bottom and i'm like what the hell if it's usually it's a cartoon or or a superhero and then i'm always and then so it's like imagine when your mute son finally learns how to speak and he tells you he has you know dreams of being a one-armed goldfish and it's like the stuff the stuff is weird it's beyond so i'm really looking forward to, forward to the godfather Okay. And I really look forward to talking about it and bringing this. I think it's going to be a good episode uh, for people. Just I think we could. We, I think uh, you know we can do like a, a recap the first half, maybe, and then questions for the second half. Something, something like that. I, I really think this actually is a good. It's a good idea. I think. Yeah. Kind of like our documentary thing. I think. I think it's a good idea. I have very confidence that it will, it'll produce a good show. Nor I don't usually think that. Um, if when we do like plan things because our show was always cut off the seat of your pants um so plan things i always get a little nervous about but i think this is just i think it's just a good idea like i think even if you had chris on to like navigate us but because he probably knows the background but we don't have to get too deep into like how it was filmed and the book and stuff so uh books i have books i'm reading um uh i'm reading a lot of like screenwriting books so I'm not like, you know, nonfiction guidebooks, those kind of things. Um, but this book I just got from the library. And I'm very excited about it's an old one, everybody. It's by Aristotle. So it's, it's, you know, a few thousand years old. Uh, and it's just called poetics. It's about, um, his thoughts on how, how, how to write drama and how to, uh, make people like, it's like for like storytelling and stuff. So I'm really excited. And that again, John, not a new book. I gave you, I gave you the Can Godfather you show that again and I gave for you, the, uh, for the TV audience. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, wow. I just read the, I've only read the Poetics. forward so far, but yeah. so, so John asked a question for new stuff and I gave him Aristotle <laughs> and <laughs> the Godfather. So okay. sorry. And I, and for, but on an exciting, I'll end before I go back to Dave on an exciting thing. These nights now I have these nights. So, I've just, and partly because I'm healthy, this is sort of like a reward. I think my body's giving me, I'm able to stay up, you know, from like eight to 11 and I have, this is the time I have for myself so I can read, I can write my screenplays. I can, I can do this with you. I, and then I, and I can watch TV shows again. Like I, there was a gap from like, you know, when I got sick and when I was working a lot, I missed like eight or nine years of new TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm catching up now on things I'm watching. Like I'm watching all the pilots, and then if I like the pilot, I watch the first season. I uh, and and because I'm writing screenplays for TV now, um, I'm trying. I'm watching them like in a critical way, you know, and writing like what I like, what I don't like, what what works. Uh, and I've gotten to see some really cool shows that you guys have all probably seen and talked about on the board. And this is good. And this is. Um, I watched Mr. Robot the first season of that. Um, which I would never watch because his name is so stupid. I'm like, why am I watching a show about a robot? And obviously it's not about a robot. Um, that was really good. 
I watch a bunch of network, a couple of network ones, and but then a bunch of Amazon. That was the long answer to say, John, I'm beyond excited because Billions is now on Amazon Prime. And I've always was told that I would like that show by people who know me and I don't really go so crazy with the recommendations like that. But my cousin, a cousin of mine who never recommends any of that stuff, told me to watch and I've watched the first two episodes. I know they've on they're on like season six now and the first five seasons are on Amazon Prime now. And it's the, the pilot of it. The first episode was so good. And I was like, Oh, and it's a world I don't know much about. I mean, I know about hedge funds and lawyers and stuff, but on this level and the two actors, the two lead actors are just freaking amazing. I don't know if you've watched the show, Dave, but it was on Showtime and now it's on Amazon. Have you watched billions? I have not watched billions. I guess because I don't know Showtime, but the board goes crazy over that show. So it sounds like you're on the right Oh, track. really? Yeah. They love that show. So, oh wow! So that's because yeah. I the last few years when I was on I the board I wasn't seeing eye to eye on a lot of the culture and stuff that they were doing. So yeah. that's that's interesting. But I think it's funny because I was writing notes as I'm watching the the first episode and I'm like, well, it does help that they have two phenomenal actors. Like you can have good writing and set design and directing, but they've got Paul Giamatti and Damien Lewis. I think his name is or. Um, the guy was in Homeland. Paul Giamatti is, I mean, we could do, it could lead us right into a random question of who are the best uh, male actors going right now. Paul Giamatti is so good. He can do so many things and so, and like effortlessly, but then when he gets mad, he gets, he gets, he gets, he's, I don't know. He just, he is my favorite act, current actor by far, not even close. Um, I would probably watch him do anything. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Those are that. That's the stuff I got. I gave John uh, a book that was written in the year 300 BC. <laughs> I gave him a 19 movie from 1972, and a show that is now currently filming their sixth season. So, there you go. I don't think any answer could be more junky. Yes, it's so on brand. It's so on brand that answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, so good. These comments from uh, from John and Andy. Um, and, and John, John always has a bunch of comments. We'll get to all of them uh, in a moment, as, as quickly as we can. But uh, he says people on the board love billions. Andy adds, LT loves billions. Ah, son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, so he's a huge well, fan. Yeah, there's, there's so now you're not going to watch it now? Like $63 million in the, in the first <laughs> episode. So he's probably like, that's a little bit small for me. But you know, <laughs> if you want to go slum it. And East Hampton for, a, you know, a 70,000 square foot house tool. You know, that's that's what we call like a guest house in LT's world. I'm jealous, by the way. So Oh, there's but no anyway. doubt. There's no doubt. The pontoon life is real. Like, they, I think we all want to be. Oh, yeah. Pontoon yeah, life. Pontoon life. Yes, sir. Uh, Have we ever seen a picture of the pontoon boat? Or is that not real? They no, I think, that it, up. I think that I think he, that's an actual picture. The one of him on the pontoon boat. There is actually a picture so of him on the is, there, is it a hard top or is it like one of those soft? Uh, the top. I don't know what the top scenario is. I thought that, I thought it was generally a soft boat. Like it's just like it looks like a yeah, platform. The, those, yeah, those are usually like it's usually cloth top. Um, yeah. But I was down in North Carolina once and we were just driving around in this Lake um, Lure, which is I think where they filmed Dirty Dancing. But they had like it was pontoon crazy. Probably not, you know, the LT uh, demographic. <laughs> you would, you know, it was, yeah. you know, the 
middle of nowhere in North Carolina. Um, and these were just like total tricked out party pontoon boats. They had like hard tops with slides off the top. So people were just flying down into the water, you know, like 15 feet. They had uh, like grills, like bolted down into these things. They were just, just total party machines. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing LT more has like kind of the bourbon and the cigar maybe. And this Frank Sinatra on there. Um, but yeah, more power to him. Yeah. Good, that good on him. And um, as far as other shows, Andy says Succession on HBO is good too. So all right, I'll, I'll write one. that down because that will be a good. One. Do you guys have HBO Max? No, no. But okay. if you know, it's it's if I see a bunch in a row or like get a bunch of recommendations that are on a channel, I'll just get it for mm-hmm. six months or a year. I don't care. It's it's now sort of become research and game of thrones um, strategy right there yeah because like game of thrones would come on and then you're like yeah let's get hbo for like a couple months and then when the season's over it's like oh let's cancel it it's a good idea i will i will probably not do that game of thrones is not really interesting right that's probably not yet yeah you're right that's not because i like i know you like shows that deal with reality a lot so stuff like billions stuff like um you should see bloodline Oh, what was it? Was it I on? saw the first season of Bloodline a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I just stopped watching. I see a lot of like first seasons. And oh, okay. I get either. I did the same thing with Ozark. Um, and I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. I didn't why. even get. Just, you know, honestly, I didn't even get that far with Ozark. I'm only like halfway um, through the first season in Ozark. I'm still uh, blacklist. On it. I made like three, yeah. like two or three seasons, and yeah. then I was just like, all right, enough. Like, just can you wrap it up? <laughs> then. Um, but that's a succession I've heard. I think that from a couple, a couple people I've seen a few mm-hmm. Fargo. Yep. That, those are really interesting. But Hulu is trash, man. With the commercials and I got to go up to the next tier already. But I've already, I don't know. Hulu is kind of, I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's it for right now. I watch a few old ones actually. The shocker, like yeah. uh, the one that David Mamet produced. It was about like special forces can't remember the name of it now i saw like five of those episodes that was cool um, but yeah cool it's exciting so the point of that was i have like a budget now where i can uh i take some of my my cash i've done this last year i've done this year i'll keep doing it as i'm if I, as i'm per- pursuing this life and i put money aside like actual cash i have um a number and that's what I spend. It's like, it's, I call it like my creativity budget. So I'll take like a writing course or yeah. just a, a one-off class, like a webinar or mm-hmm. buy HBO max. Like I, so it doesn't seem like when I'm buying it, it's like, Oh crap, you could be better spending this on groceries or putting it into the kid's college fund. It's like, no, this is the money every year. Now, if I go over it, then I kind of, I, I haven't done it yet, but I, I imagine I would have to be good to, SUNY and say, I went over it, but there's this amazing guy who's teaching a workshop and uh, she'd be fine with it. But it, uh, it's, yeah. it's a really cool idea, especially if anyone out there is in this sort of in like maybe art or writing or yep. uh, creative field, because that kind of you kind of that kind of always gets bumped in your budget. You know, you always think it's selfish or like, do I really need another streaming service or should I shouldn't I be spending time with my girlfriend why would i take this course to better my career or Mm -hmm. learn something new but it's really important especially if you have that kind of fire for the creative arts or 
or something to use and put it aside. So it's not, it's not like you're choosing between that or the vacation, you know, it's, this is for this and that's for that. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's like you were saying, it's a budget for, for your enjoyment of, uh, of, uh, streaming, streaming services and things like that. Um, a couple more comments. My, uh, John and George, says Mike Francesa loves Ozark. I'm sure he would. He he's the kind of it's schemer what, that would kind of get into that sort of it's thing. What's her name for sure? The, the, he probably has a crush on the on the lady. The curly hair lady. Uh, what's her name? No, not that girl. Because she's not she's not old enough. <laughs> I was gonna the say the mother. The mother. Oh the yeah, Holly, the mother. Yeah, the she's mother. Else. Nah. Laura Linney. Yeah. Laura Linney. That's probably yeah. Mike's probably like I could. Yeah, that's my kind of <laughs> my kind of lady. Laura Linney's a hoe in this show. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been like sweet when she read her when she read for that she's like yeah I can do that. I've never done this this is sweet god is there anybody you li- likable on that program I don't think anybody's likable not even like the sun well, is probably the that's closest the, that's the other thing but that seems because like, like I said as I'm doing these like you know critical watching these critical way those are these really popular shows to have no uh, redeeming characters yeah and it's really in Breaking Bad and Sopranos were with Soprano started it and then um, Breaking Bad took it to a whole other level. You watch Breaking Bad and you're like, and they, who are you, who am I rooting for? Right. Like, who even uh, Lost had a lot of not really redeemable characters. They had like Hurley and some of the yeah. Charlie, but um, like the Sopranos, they're all criminals. Yep. Even in the mom was annoying, the kids were a pain in the ass. Um, and yeah, Breaking Bad was just like, holy cow. The guy, he was sympathetic for the first 20 minutes of the first episode when you found out he had cancer. Right. You're like, oh, that kind of sucks. And like, holy shit, he just let a a girl OD right in front of him like three months later on the show. Like that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. He's really, he was really cut. Yeah, you're right. Like his moral compass was gone by the end of the first season. And then it just got worse from then to season five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yeah parts it's just one like, and two you know they, he, I, I saw brian cranston said that or vince gilligan said that uh the only time the studio ever gave them a, a note on a script mm-hmm. was that that was the one where he watches the, jesse's girlfriend die and he's supposedly in the in the in, in the original how it was written wow she's oding you know she, whatever she's choking on her own vomit and he actually physically goes over there and finishes her off Dude, like I couldn't. I don't remember if they covered her mouth or he shot her up again. I don't know how it was. Wow. It was written even darker. And wow. Vince Gilligan was like, "It was the first time where I was like, maybe they have a point." Yeah. And they were like, "Do you want your main character to go this bad this soon?" Because it was like episode four of season two. Yeah. And like, um, then they said, "Okay, we're just gonna." He. They agreed that he didn't have to save her, but they didn't want him to be an active participant in that. So they rewrote it to the fact that he just kind of watched. Right. But he just does turn her over, right? Doesn't he? He makes it harder for her to breathe. I can't remember now, but they said that was the only scene out of all the seasons that they got a note from the corporate wow. the corporate people saying, can we back off on this a little bit? <laughs> and they actually had a point. That's what's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. Like, actually, with been... a voice of reason this time. Yeah. Unbelievable. I just, I just see John Rode. Seinfeld has no likable characters for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. He's, they really generally he's um, right. Yeah, he's right. Somebody, I, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about somebody being narcissist, narcissism, 
as just like a personality trait and someone was there and they were like can you explain that to me because people say that word and i don't i don't understand it and i said if you want a definition of narcissism watch seinfeld and those four characters that's it right yeah perfect you don't even have to every one of them actually yeah that's absolutely right right. it's it's that's it and uh so john's got a point newman's annoying yeah um Putty's a weirdo. Yeah. Like anyone anyone who was in it for longer, John's probably, I mean, there were some redeemable characters, but they probably, anyone who was in 10 or more episodes, um, like even the George's wife, I guess, was okay. Yeah, Susan was whatever, right? Her, yeah, yeah, but I mean. She the, gets the picked parents, on a lot, so it's kind of, you feel bad for her, but. Yeah, there were, there really wasn't, and that's like, I, I don't think Larry David works that way. No. I don't think he finds the re- things that are redeeming in anyone, including himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it carried over to Curb, Curb too, which is why you can only watch like a few episodes at a time, and then you got to take a break and <laughs> you watch the next <laughs> one because it's just like so much, so much venom and and pettiness, and it's just it can get irritating after a while. It's like, God, guys, you know, can you lighten up? Jeez. Yeah, I saw like that when it first came out because it was like, oh, it's Larry David, it's Larry David. So I watched like the first three or four, but just like you, I was like, ah, that's that's fine. I'm not really into that. Yeah. It is a funny show, though, for sure. And I did want to mention... Oh, I'm big, sure it is. Well, I watched, like, one season. I watched season four, which I love. But but it is... But it still, it doesn't matter what season you're on. It's like, you can only watch, like, three of them, and then you're like, oh, God, the guys, yeah. There are shows, right, Dave, that you probably see, too. Like, you, you see it, you watch maybe a trailer or something, and you're like, yeah. it looks good, but I'm not watching it. Like, that's not for me. Like, the um, Entourage, like, I'm like, that looks like it would be fun to watch, but that's... Or fun to make, and there's good actors. Mm-hmm. But that's just not something I and all I'm into or all care care about. I never got into Andraj. It was a like, really popular show. Yeah. It, first of all, I'm getting a little tired. I was at that point in my life, I was getting a little tired of all these this this, this whole trope of like people from the East Coast walking in, looking like hot <laughs> stuff and strutting their stuff in L.A. I'm like yeah, enough of that. Like I'd like to have shows about my own people in my own city. You know, I'm tired of New Yorkers. It's like I don't give a shit. Like, when, I, right? When for like forty, for like for four decades, all New Yorkers were like, "LA sucks." It's, yeah, you know, it's not Boston. It's not New York. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So many. The traffic's horrible. Uh, and then you have we'll this. And it's use like, it as a platform. We'll use it as a platform yeah. for our show. So yeah, I'm with you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't Montreux was never my beat. My deal. I was never into it. Like, give me ballers a hundred percent of the time, every single time over. Entourage, Ballers is way better. It's not the same thing. Yeah, at you all. could you could probably do a good. Um, you would have to be the point man on this, and I'd have need some time. To, but just like an LA, LA based like show, a podcast about like the shows, like give you know top three or top five, mm-hmm. and then we could do a New York one. I mean, those are the only. And then you, basically, you could do that show three times. You could do LA based, New York based, like and Mount Rushmore, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. That there were film, you know in there and like you can feel the city when you watch it like you like law and order for new york and i yeah i saw the first season of uh bosch which you could tell is just like totally la like especially old school oh LA. bosch is a good call yeah i mean it's gritty but yeah. it is it, it really 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 captures la like you know like monk is san certainly. francisco but you can yeah. tell it was mostly filmed on a good. lot somewhere um yeah i like that i mean andy and john have you guys seen bosch like it's a gritty 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 ass show it's kind of like CSI or Law and Order on steroids. Like it's just, it's just. The very... actor is really good. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Really absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, same thing. I watched the first season. My wife usually sticks through these things a little more, but I was like, it's. And 
that's enough. I get it. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how I would, I just remember you said, uh, Chicago based John says, yeah, there's a lot of ones recently. I was just looking at NBC. It seems like half of NBC. Well, ER, Chicago. ER is Chicago based. That's a big one that's going on there. NBC has like Chicago fire and Chicago hope and a bunch <laughs> of different Chicago ones. It must've, yeah. they must've had a executive producer or some kind of creator who, yeah up there and had a bunch of great ideas and they're like all right that's cool we'll just save money on the locations <laughs> um, but yeah it's funny you said before how most of the shows i like are reality based and then i'm like well lost was my favorite show ever interesting and so yeah i guess maybe you do i you know you, you do stand for uh except the suspension of reality sometimes is fun yeah that's probably where i was in my life too like reality at the time was not very happy so i'm like mm -hmm. i could go to this other world with, with these guys yeah. and, I, and i admit you know it it, it big a big dip in like season three and four and they got their juice back in five and then six was weird too but yeah i just like the the, the characters and the stuff but where were you on remington steel because that was a very interesting show remington steel yeah I, I don't know i don't remember it enough to talk okay well about it but i remember it being i remember liking it i remember liking magnum pi and mm -hmm. some of those other ones from the 80s yeah yeah uh, my yeah. dad's my dad was like you know obviously being a a new york uh, cop a detective right he would, he would be like you got to watch hill street blues it's the best show ever he would and i was i was really little for that yeah, i was yeah. like i don't think i should be watching this um nypd blue was just terrific for f five or six years mm -hmm. i think um so yeah you could do I could bring up we well Chris we would have to Chris would have to be on that show um, with us. Oh, quickies, of, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He would have to be. He on would the show. he would have to do the he would have to do the New York stuff. You could yeah. do the LA stuff, and I could yeah. to go. We can I, and I'll do the middle of the country. The, LA is such a wide range of the types of shows that you could you could refer to. Like you had yeah, LA Law. I mean, but you have to do like you, what you just said. The Mount Rushmore, even though we joke about it, mm -hmm. and kid, because it's a Mike and Chris thing. Yeah, um, it does help you just narrow it down. Like yeah. All right, you can't you can't do this for nine hours just you got to pick the four best and one or two stick out to you i'm sure that you've got one or two at least that yeah. you're like oh these got to be on it and then your three and four slots you'll debate kev were would the larry sanders show be considered an la show yeah i think so right because it's even though it's about a tv show well it took place there so it seems it, like it's a good one yeah i mean that's one yeah you don't want to do so many like uh and like honestly i wouldn't pay seinfeld i would i would eliminate from this conversation oh, because it was on a lot it was on a lot in la there was really no friends same thing like oh when you watch these shows so you got these shows okay okay i don't get any i mean no being i guess if you were from uh omaha you'd be yeah. like oh, that's 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 what new york's like but if you spend any time you're like that's not what new york is like the the the, the street outside of that coffee shop and friends is a joke seinfeld's uh sets were outside of the apartment were yeah i mean ridiculous it's, it's yeah there's exactly. no feel of new york right. you can't just build a deli schnitzer's deli and be like oh yeah that's the jewish deli i i i, I go to um down in you know bronxville or mm -hmm. staten island yeah. it doesn't just it's not sorry those are just not the people who work in it you know there's no there's no feel to me but you watch uh well i know chris's show is filmed on location in new york billions is a, is a lot of new york yep. connecticut stuff um that i've seen so far uh, but and Bosch, like I said, when I watched Bosch, I was like, the best character in the show is is L.A. Yeah, just the streets and the little that the 
theaters and the elevator that goes in the middle like just yeah. that's that gritty kind of la side uh, it hits when, it on the that's nose. a good way to put it like if the city can you almost say is a character in the show okay was a helpful way to decide it like law and order is totally new york the imitoma the original um but yeah the ones that are just on a lot outside of, you know the universal lot is like eh. like spin city is supposed to be i think new york but that mm-hmm. was a totally shot in la um okay so Larry, that's why are. that's why we're asking about larry sanders because that felt to me like an inside the lot type show too yeah it is inside the lot but these these nightly talk shows outside you know that were going on back then were outside of letterman we're all in in the la right um, right i don't know i don't remember if arsenio hall was in la but i'm yeah he was he was, was yeah he yeah was he too. was right mm-hmm. um, so good questions um oh yeah what this from andy succession has a billions feel but it's about a family who owns a media conglomerate brand cox is the old man and then his kids have all have their issues and power cravings oh uh, so this is like the murdochs this is like a rupert murdoch and, and sons mm-hmm. this idea that's okay. That's cool. I, I love. I don't know if that's the case, but I do. And even with billions, like brand the first episode, they make reference to nine eleven. They do. I like these fictionalized stories, but that are a little just slightly tethered into reality or history because it, it it leads you to be like, oh yeah, I remember that, or I I was there when that happened. Uh, for people of our generation, you know, you're like you instantly kind of sit up and like, oh. He's talking about nine eleven. I know exactly what he's talking about and yep. how he and how he and how he would feel talking to someone about it, um, mm-hmm. or like the Murdochs. I mean, you know, or Ted Turner. You know, you know, you kind of know when you watch Newsroom, the Aaron Sorkin show from all those years ago, that that was sort of like Ted Turnerish news, uh, TNT, CNN, that CNN, kind of thing. Yeah, um, old school CNN. So I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I, I that's a wrinkle. I think that that's a wrinkle about the location sort of being a character yeah i like it and and uh it's interesting john adds a lot of stuff let's see he says um on seinfeld i love the show but a lot of them turned unlikable i my contention is they were always unlikable just like we found out how unlikable they were over the course of the series you know what i mean because i feel like even season one and two like yeah kramer was the only one you had hope for yeah Yeah, he was kind of goofy and like he would you know help he he did help out yeah. people sort of you know like the time where jerry doesn't want to hug anyone in the in the lobby and and kramer becomes like the guy who's hugging everybody and the neighbors and he's having people over his house and and they had like the smoking club in his house <laughs> yeah you know. so he did have and he has bob sacramento and all and newman so he like kramer has actual friends on the show nobody yeah. else has friends that's a good point they're, that is a good point like you never hear about jerry's other, other friends, friends or yeah, that's that's a really yeah. good point. I remember one watching. Yeah, it's so Kramer at least had some kind of social life outside of. He had a uh, Mickey. He had the small person. Yep, little yep. person. So he did have, and Newman, um, of course, right? Newman was yeah, like his Newman, best bud. Mickey. Yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, he had. So he had something there. Yeah, Bob Sacamano, who we never got to meet, but. Which I love. I, I'm glad that they didn't change that. That, that would have right. That skinny guy who gets in the parking fight with Jerry. Like he was going there to watch the game with Kramer. Like he. Yeah. So he had something. So Kramer was the only one he had a chance. <laughs> and uh, yeah, even it. even he didn't make it. You're right. You're right. No, even he at the end was. Yeah. yeah he he succumbed to the three of them. That's what happened. Ah, he you couldn't. You got a point because I I think 
So this might kind of lean to John's point, like the tank characters became more unlikable over time, which is absolutely true. Like they doubled down on their hateability in the last like five seasons. There's no doubt. Like, you know, we, we're not going to get too deep into this. We, we can yeah, do a separate science book. No, it's later. good. It's a good point. Yeah. But it's seriously like, and then there was a real turning point. And I don't know if it was intentional or what, but Susan dying. And then they're all just like, let's go get lunch. Like, wow, guys, really? That's, yeah. that's your response to that. That was rough. That is rough. Like, I get maybe you're trying to go for the joke, but that did not land. I think that yeah, got killed. Yeah, that one didn't land. George is like, she's gone. Yeah. Like, oh, you must. And Lane's, I'm so sorry, because she's not. She's not really sorry, and she doesn't think that he even needs anyone to be sorry. It's more like, oh, we dodged a bullet there. The three of us can keep going on the way we've been going on. And it just doesn't seem realistic, does it? And I think that's no. why a lot of people killed it. Because, like, this is not human, like, the way they, they reacted here. No. No, no, no. But uh, you kind of have to suspend disbelief in some scenarios of that show. And that was, like, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But the show definitely changed after that. It wasn't really the same organic feel since that point in time. So it just kind of became, like, a, a parody of itself by the end. But it was still funny. Like, it was still great. Like, you know... Um, okay, let me get continue with the chat. Uh, Dick Wolf has his whole night of Chicago shows. That guy's a legend. <laughs> it's quite right. Um, let's see. John says, supposedly the actress hated the actress who played Susan. <laughs> Heidi Swidberg, I think was her name. That's interesting. That's not, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but. That is weird. And maybe, you, yeah, maybe they did it to make, make it easier, make the the scenes better you know well you, you've I, heard, you hear that sometimes where actors yeah they go into something and whether it's i know there wasn't really method acting and or that kind of stuff going on in seinfeld yeah. but i have i have read where people have been really hard on people offset that they didn't get along that the, they were written to not get along with on the set just to make it more real like did you ever see casualties of war no michael j fox and uh, anyway, I long story short, that? like how long ago J. was this? It's probably like late eighties, early nineties. Oh, okay, no, I didn't see it. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. that was a it's a ago. it's a Viet, it's a Vietnam War thing where I don't even remember a, him being in that. A small like, or a small be- group of okay, a small group of guys like rape and torture a, a Vietnamese woman, and one okay. of the guys doesn't get involved. It's Michael J. Fox, and he he goes back and uh, explains this to like the chaplain, and then they eventually bring charges on. And it's Sean Penn, it's my uh, Michael C. Riley. Okay. And then another guy, John Leguizamo, and then another guy, I can't remember his name. But so Michael J. Fox, I read an interview, said that Sean Penn basically had the other, him and the four guys would just pound on Michael J. Fox, offset, wow. make fun of him, you know, pull pranks on him. Wow. Horrible, horrible. He said it was the worst filming experience he's ever had because nobody liked him. They, they just constantly berated him, beat on him, all these things because of, and it came on the screen that these, four guys had legitimate hatred towards the Michael J. Fox yeah, character. Yeah. And he was like this, the lone good guy of these, of this little platoon. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, and and, so, and I hear that interview and I'm like, Oh wow. That actually, that kind of sucks to be you for that movie, mm-hmm. but it worked in the movie. That's what made the movie. It must've like, made the movie even better. And they just wanted to yeah. seem like they just wanted to spit on him every time they saw him. Like wow. you could see it. Um, that's so, in- so yeah. So that, 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 that's one that springs to that is so interesting. My, my mind. And, but that's like a different scenario. It's not necessarily that 
that uh, Michael J. Fox is being a jerk. It's just that these other right. guys were being jerks. Maybe seems like it. From yeah, I don't. Opinion. I've never heard in in he's been in he's been famous since he was a teenager. Yeah. So we would have heard if Michael J. Fox was an asshole. I've yeah, exactly. Anything. That's sort of my thought too. That's my thought too. You know. Um, so it was, I think it was Sean Penn just thinking. Um, you know, Sean. I'm Sean Penn. This is how I do a role. I get. I become the person. Like he, mm-hmm. he's a different guy. Yeah. You know, he. I want to take on. Okay, I'm a, I'm a killer and a rapist, of these in this in this movie. I didn't write this movie, but they cast me as this guy. So, and I hate this other guy. Um, and I'm the leader. He the platoon. Uh, Penn was the platoon leader. So. I'm going to get my guys together and be like a little click, like high, friggin' high school and pick on this guy. Like, that's just how he did it. That's how he approached the movie. And I'm sure he approaches these other movies that he did, you know, and he's, he's phenomenal. He's like, he's so good. He's such a good actor. Yeah. He's a little weird in his personal life, oh, but yeah. whatever. We're all weird. And, uh, yeah, it comes across. It's it, it, so it ended up being one of these movies. I, I'm going to say late eighties, early nineties. That isn't like a huge movie. Yeah. It's not like platoon or some of these other ones, but, I liked a lot of those. That's so. That's when I. That's like when I watched a lot of movies to for John and Georgia. You know, for the most part, I, I, I didn't always not watch movies. Like it was, eighty five to like ninety five maybe, and then yeah, and then it stopped. Checks out. Yeah, <laughs> just stop. Yeah, the ones I remember you talking about. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I always say the last movie I saw in a movie theater was Apollo thirteen. <laughs> that like was a like hard off, like, yeah. I was in college. It's like Titanic was. Uh, Titanic was after that, but we were supposed to go and we didn't go because uh, the girl I went with, Apollo 13, didn't like me making fun of the fact that she didn't realize how Apollo 13, like that it was that they were going to land. I've told the story to you. You did mention this. I've, I have heard the story. And that is, yeah, you're right. Uh, that on is the edge of my seat. That's a I'm bad like, job out really? of her, though. That's a bad like, job out of her. Yeah. Did you think that they were going to die? <laughs> I would have to say your public school teacher failed. Yeah. And I was like, we're supposed to go see Titanic next week. You really aren't going to like the end of that one. <laughs> Just so you know, bring the tissues. So you didn't, did you ever end up seeing it on video or anything like that? Or did you just not end up seeing it at um, all? I feel like, I feel like I have seen most of Titanic okay, on video. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I a fan. The, I yeah. I think the movie would have been so much better if you just cut the love story part out of it. But honestly, that's why it succeeded. So I can't really fault them. Well, that's why it like kind of transcended everybody, right? Right, Men, right. Women, you know, old people, young people. Yeah. You know, right off the bat, some people just hear Leonardo DiCaprio and they're like, "I'm well, I'm, I'm in, I'm going." Yep. They don't have to. They don't have to know what it is. There's a lot of people like that. The guy mm-hmm. is so. Popular. Even back then, you think. Yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah, I think yeah, so. I think, I think so. yeah. I think I would. I heard that James Cameron was doing a movie on Titanic. And you're like, oh, that could be interesting. Yep. And you're like, oh, and Lena DiCaprio is the star. And you're like, oh, well, that's disappointing because you now you know what it's going to turn. You know, he's not going to be the captain. No, um, no. <laughs> and at least not back you know, then. Not, he might, maybe he'd be not today. You know, at his older age, but yeah, that guy was the guy they got was perfect. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that one, you're like, okay, well, they're going to do some kind of love story in it. And where, like, nerds like me would be like, I just want to watch a documentary on the Titanic. Yeah, because <clears throat> it was getting interesting. Like, you know, they hit the, the iceberg, and they're trying to break down, like, how they're getting out of there. What were their contingency plans? How'd they work out the boats? 
Like, I, yep. I was getting into it. Like, that last half of the movie, I really enjoyed. And it's kind of like, if this yeah. was the whole movie, this would have been a great movie. <laughs> but I, I obviously view it very differently. Right. And then the the, 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 late, the old lady with the <clears throat> necklace and so Yeah. That part yeah. in the beginning and the end. Yeah. I, that's Hollywood. But you, I mean, you know it's better than I, I do. Know. It's where you're right in your backyard. It's, they have to do that stuff. Yeah. Or else it would be a documentary. And Correct. it would go on. Correct. HBO documentaries. It would go under uh, PBS or Discovery, whatever. Yeah. And we'd say, yeah, that was pretty cool. But it wouldn't be whatever. Like it wouldn't have won an Oscar. million dollars in yeah. Oscars. And right. uh, Celine Dion would have been like, I'm not singing. For <laughs> fucking yeah, she PBS. wouldn't sing a movie about like boat seeking. No. Yeah, do you realize how? Do you realize <laughs> how much I charge per hour? That's true. For PBS can't afford me. They would have to do their entire budget for the year to afford me to sing one verse because by then she was the biggest she was biggest huge by the then yeah world. absolutely she was on a roll absolutely so that's a great point but it's a, the, the end result of that of course is that the movie ended up being three hours long which is wild <laughs> yes it was a long movie oh my goodness yeah yeah so good yeah it's a good time I remember, those are good memories though you know watching the movie in the theater and everything and you heard all the sniffles and everything and yeah at the end so it happens uh, John says, Junkie, I like Secret of My Success as well. Was a yeah. big fan of his in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. It was good a good movie. movie. I got to check it, was, it out. It was a good movie. Doc, uh, Doc Holliday. John probably saw that if he if he's a, a fan like me. I don't John's probably my age. I don't, I don't even know how old John is. But, I think... Um, I don't... I can't... I'm not going to speculate how old John is. I, I think he, you guys might be close to I think age. we're the same age. Yeah. And um, he probably... I would assume he would probably like Doc Holliday too. That was a really yeah. good one. I heard I it was a good you, movie. Yeah. It was good. It's not a. Uh, How far are you gonna go it? with this? You gonna go Teen Wolf too? You gonna go? No, um, that was like a. Like I guess people could call that a guilty pleasure. Maybe it okay. Was, it was kind of silly. As but, it should uh, be. Bright, I think that's how. Bright I Lights, it. Big City. He was. Yeah. He did. He did that. He did. Um, the Hard Way. He did some stuff that was a little bit out of his. His uh, comfort zone, you know. Yeah. But from. Back to from '85, right? Back to back to the you know, future. Back to trilogy. future. Team yeah. Wolf is silly, but it was it was a hit. I think. Yeah. I mean, my success, Casualty War, Back to the Future, um, the two and three, and Doc Hollywood, and then yeah, there was another one where he was a before he ended up becoming like a voice. You know, he was in like the the, the animated ones as a voice. I guess after he probably got sick. I don't know, but he did one. John would probably know. It was he was like a was he an animated concierge? movie? He was like a concierge at a hotel. Uh, and, uh the, the frightening. No, no. He, it was. Uh, it was he. He was, and I, I love that one. I, I watched it a couple times. Yeah, that's a good one too, was, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He just played like a you know some guy who would just, and the girl in it was really attractive. It's like a romantic comedy, probably, which I'm not really. Uh, I can't say I don't which do a lot one of those was. ones. So and it was probably it was probably one that was like a bomb. I don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was good. When um, yeah. when I'm just trying to remember, he was. I know he had he worked he worked with Parkinson's for a while before he yeah. actually disclosed it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Spin City is a good example of sub that phase. So he was doing that while he was battling with that disease. And oh, okay, yeah, because that Cause was like. Yeah, that was like late yeah. 90s. Yeah, that's not think right. Yeah. So it was a bunch of years. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like he, Doc Hollywood is the one that comes to my mind because I think he 
there's stories of him experiencing, and that was early 90s, mm-hmm. him experiencing symptoms in that movie, and no one knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. Um, and he didn't. I don't think he did either. No. I mean, it yeah. must have been so new. So. I like I like the, all these. I like um, uh, our, 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 our shows that do stuff like this or, you know, comparing actors, you know, and they're like, in their uh like the the his his run of those movies is is hard it's really it's he was a huge star yeah um talking about that kind of stuff that that that's fun it is so much it brings fun you to... back yeah and then so yeah this has been a lot of fun kev uh now john concludes with yes i'm older than you junkie probably five years or more but pretty close uh okay yeah so he he, he so he goes even early 80s because like i said most of my baseball for sure baseball yeah pop uh any pop culture stuff that i watched remember watching live is, is probably 85 that's the first time i watched every mets game you know i remember that uh 85 world series like every you know watching those every night the first shows like cheers and those kind of things yep. watching magic and bird like those, the things that you have, you don't remember just from books or from watching documentaries. You remember from viewing it is eight, is eight definitely eighty five. Yeah. I think is where I start. It's where I pick up into that. So I was like nine, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so you just wrote he'll be fifty two in yeah. December. So okay. He's seven, six and a half years older than okay. me. Okay. That's not too bad. I don't yeah, think so he's eighty. Yeah, he's seventy nine, eighty. So yeah, uh, not... where he probably comes in. Yeah. So uh, when I was nine, that was the Bulls. That was like the Bulls' first championship. And you remember the move that Michael Jordan made during the series, and then Marv Albert went, a spectacular move. It was against the Lakers, actually. So that's why I remember that, too. Nice. So, so that was my nine years old. And that nine years old was when uh, Kirby Puckett, who was, wasn't it, that hit the, hit the, the game-ending single to win 91. game six yeah and then we'll see you tomorrow night and then jack morris pitches like 10 innings of shut up baseball they're the, the braves game. and yeah braves and, and twins yeah that's funny it, we're both at nine years nine years yeah. old i should say mm-hmm. um because that's when you start talking with your friends and you make bets yeah. like yeah. You know, i remember in 86 going like having we made bets with our teachers like if the mets won the world series the mets fans wouldn't have to do homework or the red sex fans wouldn't have to do it if they won you know I That's still remember cool. that. And I still remember being so mad, Dave. And a teacher said it was such a close game and everyone seemed really upset on the Red Sox bench. So I'm not going to make anyone do the homework. What? And I was like, that is bullshit. That is. That is that is like you're running this fourth grade classroom like a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> No, that's and not I want cool. no part of it, and I'm going to do my homework now because I'm protesting this. this <laughs> you did your homework. Why Look at this. I probably... I don't know. I'm sure that that I didn't say bullshit, obviously, because I'm not a total lunatic. But look how but long I remember ago that making was. a stink. I remember making a stink about it and getting yeah. in trouble. It's like, would you just let this go? And I'm like, this isn't fair. You did the opposite of fair. These guys should suffer. Their team choked. <laughs> um, how do they? How are they going to learn? Yeah, you can't just give everybody a trophy, lady. Boy, if I had cursed, my dad probably would have whacked me. But yeah. I, no, curse, I didn't like. I don't. True, I don't like but... the optic of that. I mean, I know. Granted, it obviously sets the tone for future years of teaching, but yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, 
if you're gonna make a if you're gonna make something a proposition like that, I think you gotta at least follow through. The principle of just following through is what, what bothers me yeah. the most. Dude, if I went just and just say yeah, if I went to Seattle and I didn't go have oysters with Annie, you can call me a fraud. Absolutely. That's totally legitimate. Absolutely. And I and I and I should be, and I would and I would take it. Yeah. It would be completely fair. Yeah, completely fair. I mean, you said one thing and it didn't follow through. Right. Come on, people. It's well, as simple this, as that. I mean, we have enough crap to deal with with, yeah. uh, you know, Mitch McConnell still walking around. Yeah, <laughs> we need to trust each other. The everyday, yeah, those of us in the everyday world. It. Yeah, and uh, I think with that, we'll brace ourselves for a viewing of The Godfather. I'll try to yeah, map out the time. out there, yeah. get your questions. This is going to be good. Everybody that's listening to us or listens to the stream, I can guarantee you've watched this movie. And Dave and I have not. Yeah, we're um, the only ones left. We're the only ones. <laughs> we're the only ones so that watched it. <laughs> I will, in my, in my hopefully, because I'm earmarking Sunday night for this. Okay. Um, just so in case I need, in case I don't only make it two hours, I I can I still have Monday. We're gonna we'll, we'll do this on thir- Thursday. We can, I'll tell you what, Kev, we can buy some time on this because I know I have to do a golf spot. Well, I, I want to. I don't have to, but I'm we're gonna do a golf spot with Andy and John and 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 uh, Mike next week. So we could do it the week after if you want to. Okay. If you want to do that? Well, that's good. And I was gonna just tease us, tease our 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 wonderful listeners for questions and that kind of stuff because I'll try to do a little bit of. Uh, bring a little bit of the documentary podcast feel while I'll do some research okay. after I watch the movie for some, for some interesting things that we can talk about. Um, cause I'm not, as you know, we are, you and I are not going to do a beginning to end synopsis. No one wants to hear that because they've all heard the movie. They've all watched the movie. So we'll do the highlights. We'll do a quick recap of your thoughts are my thoughts. I'll find some tidbits. That'll be some, some fun. And then you can drive us with, find us these questions from from people you can send them in now you know what i mean like because they like i said they've already watched the movie yeah they already know i think but, when uh, we, we can get we'll get maybe that they've thing always up. thought of like this scene sucked i wonder if those guys seeing it for the first time think the same thing yeah you know there's a, there's that kind of cool stuff yeah and if it works i already have got number two waiting for us waiting for us nice down the road nice we're looking for like you know i'm assuming most of our you know history of our show is mostly guys so i'm sort of like these great movies that guys always talk about. You yeah. got to watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and you need to see this and that. Yeah. Um, it's not Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross for the second one, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it'll be, so we're going to do two weeks. So I get next week. Yeah. Off. Let's go, let's go with two weeks. So at some point in, I guess that would be like the 28th or the 29th or something like that. Or even maybe even July 1st. I can, yeah, I can tell you with certainty well you think that over john don't worry about no john no sweat at all no sweat at all i actually liked your questions actually john you said yeah, what do you mean better questions i thought those questions were good to be honest yeah yeah we liked your questions john thanks so much for asking them yeah it's andy who's a jerk <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah no no and i and in fact um i don't know if i've ever um heard a bad question from john john actually for the 10 years always has good ones yeah they all do. I don't know if we've ever had a bad question. Like, and I think in the way beginning we had like this idea talking about poops and, and <laughs> other kind of stuff, which is like, it's not a bad question. It's just not really our yeah. our thing. Like when people go into whether it's like sex questions or those kind of porn things, like we don't do that. That's just never been the yeah. thing. So they're not bad. They're just not. They're just not reading the room correctly. 
Yeah. But any yeah. question about food or sports or movies or books or motivation or dying of of a heart attack or eating a sandwich um, or living in the most beautiful town in the world, freaking <laughs> Dave. You know, it's awesome. It is They're awesome. They're all great. So, Every single one. I love them. This has been fun. Seriously, I'm so happy to talk to you again. It's been a lot of, it's been a blast. My best wishes to you and your entire family. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah, you too, man. Good to catch up with you. So have a good weekend. Um, I'm still going to watch The Godfather. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll do it too. I'll do it too. But Uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it now because we're doing this. Normally, I would be like, I'm not watching that. (laughs) Because I really, like I said, I really think this is a good idea. Oh, yeah. This is going to be great. Just like I thought our documentary podcast was a great idea and it was good. And if that dang little girl wasn't born, we'd still be doing it now. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you if if there's a place we can listen to those shows, but I did download them because I I would like to listen to them in full in one day. Just like sit back and like go on a road trip and put them all on. No, they're really good. And I think a similar kind of thing... um, a similar kind of podcast yeah. or something is, is in our future. Not that I uh, specific, I don't know. I just, in my brain, Dave, I, I still see myself in five years mm-hmm. at the maximum, um, yeah. like living 20 minutes from you. Okay. And, um, it's just, it's just something like I'm trying to visualize doing this yeah. as my next chapter. Um, and I feel there's some kind of television movie, some kind of LA show that it, it could be like, I'm the fish out of water and you're the local guy show. I don't yeah. know. So, there'll be a, some kind of podcast that'll That will be include. fun. I will incorporate have... all the stuff we've done. Yeah. And then become like holy shit. You're we're both we're in, we're doing live every other Thursday night or yep. Sunday night whatever. Kevin, would you like me to host those shows on our on our YouTube channel? I'll do a special playlist for just the Screening Giant series. Maybe oh yeah, we could do that. Want, would you like to do that? Because I can do that. Just I just need like the logo for the show. Maybe email that to me. I we could do something like that. Um, yeah, because I yeah, I mean we didn't get a, a bunch of listeners and it was starting to build, but like mm-hmm. I said, life just get crazy. But it, it might it be an interesting idea because then people can find us, and then it would be a good archive if people missed it the first time. They can they can catch it on YouTube, and it connects to our show anyway. So I thought it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll put that. Yeah, we'll look into that. That's yeah, cool. let me know. Uh, you can email me. What you're 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 okay or you're go ahead or or no ahead. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely for sure. So, okay. Well, in cool, that brother. case, uh, anything else? Final thoughts? No, I'm just. Uh, and I promise. So this is my final thought. I promise. I will not. I will do my damnedest not to do a marlon brando impression on that show <laughs> that's not gonna be from easy. the movie i know I'm we all gonna like... really try maybe i'll try to do an impression from someone else in the movie just to embarrass myself even more but impressions are are i love them but i'm so bad at them <laughs> but one of these days i'm gonna get one that people are like oh that was actually pretty good but i haven't yet i haven't we haven't gotten to that and everyone does brando so i'm not gonna do brando that's true Kev, all the best. Much love. You got it, brother. Have a good one, man. Good talking to you. You too. All right. Take care. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So that's our, that's Kevin. That was a fun show. Thanks everybody for listening, everybody. Um, We have had a lot of good times today. And 
So what I was saying before is that coming up next week, we're going to have the golf, the Pete, we're going to have the U.S. Open recap show with John, Andy, and Mike. You don't want to miss that either. It should be a good time. So until then, we say good night. I am Dave Medina. You can find us on the web at ditcow.com uh, or go to um, or find us on Twitter at ditcow. And if you still haven't subscribed to the show, go to Apple Podcasts and look for Dave in the City Out West. We'll be there. Uh, we've enjoyed it. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll see you next time.